You're not aware of any sort of odd underground canal system beneath the hospital, are you? I think I saw a manatee. Was his name Julian? We didn't exchange pleasantries. That's Julian. Today's show, Do It For Peace, a convenience store with a chip on its shoulder and a girl just eats all the ham. But first, it's September 19th. That means we got some holidays to celebrate. Ain't that right, Hillary? Yeah, we do. All right. First Wait thing. a minute, Hillary? <laughs> Where's Mo? You may be asking. So you obviously haven't been listening all week. If you haven't been listening all week, Mo's out this week. Hillary Berkey. Long-time podcaster with us uh, has taken over for Mo just this week. Hopefully, Mo will be back next week because I can't stand Hillary. But uh, okay, I can't stand you either. <laughs> but for now, we're gonna go with what we have. What are our holidays today? Yom Kippur, <laughs> also known as Yom Kippur, also, also known, known as, as the Day, Day of, of Atonement. Atonement. <laughs> uh, biggest holiday for. Jewish uh, religion, I think. Don't look at me. I, I thought Hanukkah was. No, Hanukkah is a relatively small holiday. Excuse me. To... It's it spans like eight nights, and you get presents. That's but Yom a pretty Kippur, big Yom Kippur holiday. is like the ending of an entire Rosh Hashanah. No, is I it Rosh Hashanah? I have no idea. One I of them things. I, I don't know. It's the end of a very long thing. I don't know. I don't know enough Jewish culture. Anyway, it's also international inter international talk like a pirate day. Arr. A Oh, wait. International talk like a pirate day. Yes. Ooh, what is a pirate's favorite letter? Why? No, no. You need to. You need to. Why? No. Why? It's I'm, R, yes. No, no. Oh, it be it? the C. The C. <laughs> Get it? That's the funny. C. Okay. Uh, it's also National Butterscotch Pudding Day. You're not talking like a pirate? Not, We're doing this whole argh. show. We're doing this whole show National talking like ta- pirates. Uh, <laughs> National butterscotch pudding day. Pudding. I love me my butterscotch pudding. I can't stand pudding. No, I think I it's, hate, I hate it's the funniest pudding. word in the world to me. I think pudding, pudding is funny. Pudding. But I don't like pudding. One. Because, you like any pudding? No. Well, I can't have it because I'm lactose intolerant, and you can't um, you can't use like almond milk for pudding because it doesn't set up because there's no fat or there's not enough fat in almond milk. So it doesn't pudding, set it's just like fat. No, milk is fat. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's also National School Backpack Awareness Day. I didn't know backpacks needed an awareness day. Yeah, is it we need to be go. aware that they're here? Or are we supposed to be combating them? I don't I don't know. The it's... backpacks are here. Or is it is it backpacks who are becoming aware, self-aware? Mm. I for one welcome our new backpack overlords. <laughs> 
You need to stop welcoming overlords. <laughs> that's got to stop happening. Oh, that's so funny. So you don't like pudding. I so don't. sad. John loves good. banana pudding with Nilla wafers. He's a child of five. <laughs> so does his dad. They both love banana pudding. I can't stand it. Yeah, banana pudding is disgusting. Yeah, it is. Chocolate or mm. the chocolate vanilla combo mix. Yeah. But not... I don't like butterscotch pudding. I don't like banana pudding. Definitely don't like tapioca pudding. Ooh. I feel like there's fish eyes in it. There I don't probably know why. is. I just feel like there are. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I got that from. I, I honestly do always conjure up the image of there's fish eyes in my tapioca. I think it was in a show or a movie. It might have been. When I was a kid that they did that. But yeah, it was disgusting. Well, and here's the thing. It just, it's got that odd consistency mm-hmm. and it just looks bad. <laughs> so uh, if you're trying to, if you're trying to lose weight and you still want your pudding fix, don't buy the fat free pudding. Why not? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's got the consistency of hot garbage? No, oh, no, of congealed fat. Ew. It's disgusting. Oh, gross. I don't know why. It's got a fat do you texture know that? to it. How do you no know fat? what congealed fat tastes like? Because or... I'm a fat man. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, it's just awful. It's so greasy and weird. It does not have the pudding consistency you want. If you want to, if you're trying to lose weight, get the sugar-free version. Ah. Number one, sugar puts on more fat than fat does anyway that's true and number two they just replaced it with like splenda you can hardly tell the difference that's true and the consistency is the exact same also if you do like um protein shakes we do buy pudding and i put like the cheesecake flavor in like my chocolate shakes and Mm. it tastes like a chocolate cheesecake Mm. you do like i think it's like a tablespoon yeah that's not too bad that's not a bad idea gives enough give it enough of the flavor to where I think I'm drinking a blended cheesecake, but I'm not. <laughs> Much rather. Like, I think I'm drinking a blended cheesecake, like a person whose jaw is wired shut. Next, I'm going to blend a steak. <laughs> Can you do that? I'm sure. Find out next week on Back Row Radio. We're gonna Will blend it blend? <laughs> That's the question. Steak smoke. Don't breathe this. Actually, I would love to breathe some steak smoke. Let's Have you seen that show on YouTube? The no. Will It Blend show? Nope. From uh, it's Blend Tech. Blend Tech, which is a company. And they started this as a gimmick years ago uh, where they had this guy come on, Tom something or other, and he blends all these weird things like iPhones and all, you know, just a lot of different stuff. Glow Sticks was a good one. He should try Nikes. He blew, <laughs> Nikes. Um, but, uh, he always blends it. It pulverizes everything that he puts in there. And then he'll take it and he'll dump it out on the table and lift it up and it'll waft smoke and whatever. He's all, ooh, iPhone smoke. Don't breathe this. He yeah. says the exact same things every single time. But it's so fascinating. Huh? Glow stick one up. was really good. Lighters was a good one. He did like nine lighters. Nine? Yeah. It was really good. Ball bearings was good. Uh, yeah. All right, then. So there's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Blend tech, will it blend? Go check it out on YouTube if you haven't already seen it. Um, news. Nope. Uh, actually, sad news. Uh, many churchgoers seem to see volunteering 
and financial giving as interchangeable acts. Mm, mm, mm. According to a recent report from Barna, almost half, 47%, said that it's okay for church members to volunteer for their church instead of giving financially. And if you ask a pastor, however, you might get a different answer. Only 9% of pastors said it's okay for their members to volunteer for the church instead of giving a tithe or an offering, while 85% said that either that they either somewhat or strongly disagree. And I would believe that some people do the opposite. Uh, I will give money instead of volunteering. Yeah. Kind of like just I conjure up a rich person who doesn't want to clean their own toilet. I will pay to have someone else clean my toilet. Yep. So I don't have to. I I think they should not be seen as interchangeable. (laughs) Absolutely not. But as... um, connected. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm giving of my time and I'm giving of, my because finances. God has yeah. given me time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like I, I have to choose to spend time with God. I have to choose to spend my time volunteering and serving. Um, the easiest way to be the hands and feet of Jesus is to stand at a door and open it when people come in on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. or volunteer in the nursery or whatever you've got to do. They should not be seen as interchangeable, but as connected. Right. It should both be coming from a more selfless part of, uh, of your heart and yeah. in your walk because both, um, while similar, do represent two separate things. You, you're oh, yeah. trusting God financially. Because uh, tithing, of course, is even harder when you really don't have that much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but true. I know that Deidre and I have always been able to faithfully tithe, even when we were in tough times. Mm-hmm. And God's always come through one way or another. Always. We've never been uh, Not necessarily in the, the way dirt. that you need sometimes. Sure. So, or what you're or, expecting. And, 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 exactly. Always in the way that you need, never in oh, the way that you're expecting. Exactly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard to trust that sometimes. But... Putting that out there, that's how you trust. Now, of course, God says, I think in the Bible, he says, if you're not going to give with your heart and your trust, then yeah. don't what give else it is, all. What else is there to give? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a part of growth as a, as a, as a believer to do that. But then the other thing is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sacrificing that money, but it's, it's uh, bigger to sacrifice your time, especially if you're super busy, especially if you love your free time, yeah. to uh, be willing to give of that give of yourself to somebody else to volunteer to even just to clean toilets man toilets need cleaned yeah uh says the janitor (laughs) of a church please clean the toilets so i don't have to um and i'll go i mean for me personally it is so much easier for me to tithe when i don't have a whole lot of money yeah really because when I get... That's because you know, your tithe's on. Two bucks. Two bucks there you go. <laughs> tithe means giving whatever I want, right? No. Because um, when I was younger and I didn't have, you know, a full-time job, you know, it was 20 bucks a year or $12 there. Like, yeah, that's fine. But when it's two incomes and three jobs that you're tithing on, sometimes it's like, oh, that's... That's a lot. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, that's true. $150. That's a lot of money. That's true. That is, that's an entire bill. Yeah. That is, you know, a week's worth of groceries or a week and a half. You know, it's, that is a lot. But then mm-hmm. you have to remember, or I have to remember, you know, it was a lot for Jesus to, to die for me and to, to, and he didn't have to give us the amazing jobs that we've got. Right. So in comparison to that sacrifice, this is nothing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Good idea. Good thought. I'm great. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, 
we should never see it as either one of them as an excuse to not do the other. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I agree. So what it comes down to, folks, when I'm braver, uh, we'll have a debate because there's actually uh, quite a large debate going on in Baptist churches uh, behind the scenes on whether or not we are actually called to a specific tithe, like the 10% thing, if it really does apply to New Testament believers or not. Um, read a few articles on the debate, and it's actually, they make a compelling argument. I feel like if you believe the Bible, you have to believe all of the Bible. Well, that's the point. They're, they're, they have a biblical case yeah. to their thing. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Of course, brave. as the, well, yeah, as uh, I believe their conclusion is more along the lines of 10% is not enough. But so, I mean, it's not like we want to keep all our money. It's not a greedy standpoint. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, but that's why it's tithes and offerings. Sure. But it's yeah, it's yeah, just I get the debate basically is, is should we have just should we make that distinction of 10 percent or should we just be encouraging offerings Any as much as we giving. can possibly give kind of thing all the way up to the point of giving all you have. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a very interesting debate, but it's complex. So that might take up a whole episode. All all six segments Ooh. all day. So we'll get that in the future. It is Hip Hop Hump Day, y'all. We're bringing the the, the rap and the, and the rap music to you and the children's. Uh, Play some Lecrae. Uh, when we get back, stuck in an airport. show with matt and hillary this week a uh, new story passengers from american airlines flight 2354 from los angeles to dallas fort worth were bracing for a long night their plane was diverted to the regional airport in wichita falls texas two thursdays ago due to severe thunderstorms that impacted the northern part of the state and 159 frustrated passengers were facing the prospect of being stuck there until morning Trying to ease their inconvenience, the plane's captain, Jeff Raines, called the local Papa John's and ordered 40 fresh pizzas for delivery at Wichita Falls Municipal Airport. Aw, that's Out of his own pocket. Nice guy. Nice guy. Have you ever gotten stuck in an airport overnight? I have. Tell us about it. Let me... Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you asked about this. (laughs) This is the first time I had ever flown by myself. You were alone? I was alone. Oh, gosh. It's terrifying. Okay. Okay. Gets even worse. I was 17... And I was flying from Albuquerque International Sunport mm-hmm. to this little rinky-dink airport in South Bend, Indiana, which, coincidentally enough, is in the northern part, the northernmost part of Indiana. <laughs> anyway, and this is, I'm going to visit my grandma for Christmas break. And so I fly from Albuquerque to Minneapolis-St. Paul <clears throat> Airport. Which is a huge airport. Have you ever been in that airport? No. It is so. It's Minneapolis, St. Paul. So it's two cities. Okay. And it is. It spans that the, two of those cities. Like right. Anyway, so it's huge. So I make my connecting flight and I get on this tiny 
tiny airplane. It's got four seats. It's like four seats across, so two on one side, two on the other. Tiny. And so we're flying from Minneapolis-St. Paul to South Bend, Indiana, or so I thought. Turns <laughs> out they turned the plane around halfway because the runways were too icy in South South Bend to land. Mm. So they turn us around and I land. And the second I land, I turn on my phone, so I'm going to call my mom, and I've got text message after text message. Where are you? What happened? Are you okay? Because she was watching the plane online. And uh. when they turned it around, the plane disappeared. Oh, gosh. So my mom is terrified that I have died <laughs> on this airplane. So they, they land us and they let us know, hey, you know, runways are too icy. We'll see about getting you on a different flight tomorrow, but there's nothing you can do. I'm 17. Right. I'm, I'm a child. <laughs> and... I don't know what's happening, so I call my mom. My mom calls my grandma. My grandma calls the flight or the um, travel agent, and my grandma's like, "What do you want to do?" And I tell her, "I just, I just want to go home. I don't know what's happening." So the flight attendant, not the flight attendant, the travel agent calls me and says, "This is what's going to happen. You are going to stay overnight in that airport. In the morning, you are going to get on a flight to Chicago." And then after you get to Chicago, you're going to make your way to the bus station. <laughs> and you are going to take a bus from Chicago to South Bend. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but okay. So that's what happens. I stayed overnight in the, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport in one of those massage chairs. You, you know, stayed in the massage chair? I, I, that's because I didn't... Camped out there? I didn't know what to do. They were giving out mats, but I didn't want to lay on a mat because I didn't want my suitcase to get taken. Sure. So I, I was able to um, put my suitcase underneath my feet, in between my, my feet and the, the bottom of the recliner. Mm -hmm. But where the, the, ball, the ball massage part of the chair had stopped was right in the middle of my back, mm. right in the middle of the chair. So there's nothing I could do, so I'm like... I couldn't sleep all night. <laughs> and then 6 a.m. rolls around and people start making their way to the airport and start filling it up again. And I make my way to the terminal and get on my flight to Chicago, Chicago to, or, and then wait in the bus station, mm -hmm. which was thankfully attached to the airport. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And the only cell phone charge or the only um, outlet I could find was in the walkway to go to the women's bathroom. So I'm sitting there in the women's bathroom on the floor, charging my phone. I get to Indiana. Everything was fine. And the flight back was totally fine. But it was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I have been stuck in an airport. Deidre and I got stuck in an airport overnight, too. Uh, we went to Las Vegas. And that going there. Sin City. Yes, we, yeah, we went. Uh, going there. Our first flight, because we had connecting flights for both times. Mm -hmm. So it took us to Phoenix and then to Las Vegas. You and flying back, out of Lubbock? Uh, uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was cheaper to do the connecting thing. So we did the connecting thing. Mm -hmm. And Albuquerque, we get there for our flight, and our flight is canceled. Straight up gone. Because the... Oh, we were even on the plane. That's right. We got on the plane, and something broke. And the tool that they had to fix it 
There's only one of them in this galaxy, and it's in Madagascar <laughs> or something. Oh so, yeah, no, it's just that's a Brian Regan joke. But I mean, there something was broken, and they did not have the tool to fix it. So oh, the flight right. was canceled. So they're scrambling to get everybody on different flights, and we're like, we have to make it to Phoenix by X time, or we're gonna miss our connecting flight. Yeah. And so they barely get us there. We have like 15 minute. We usually we had a two hour layover, yeah, and it was fifteen minutes, and we barely made it onto the other plane. Oh my goodness! Um, so we got there, but coming back, the first flight to get us back to Phoenix was delayed by like three hours. Oh! So by the time we got to uh, Phoenix, our connecting flight was long gone, and so yeah. they got us another plane. At 6 a.m. the next morning, Ugh. it's midnight at this point. They said, we'll give you a voucher for a hotel. I'm like, by the time we get to a hotel, unpack our stuff get and get in bed, we're going to sleep for three hours before we have to get back up and get here. Take that, yeah. Yeah, that's more work. So we're just like, we'll just stay here. So Deidre and I took shifts of sleeping one hour at a time. One of us would be up watching our junk. To make sure no one stole, stole it. it. Yeah. I had my computer. I had everything. And uh, the other one would sleep on these very uncomfortable chairs. Uh, we put we we did the whole uh, thing like they did in like Tom Hanks did in uh, terminal the terminal where he pulled two banks of chairs together and tried to make a makeshift bed out of the seat parts. Yeah, but they're like dipped. But they're like yeah, they're dipped yeah. and there's armrests every third chair or something. So it was that awkward. That worked really well for you, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> worked great. Uh, so, but what I hate, what I hate, is that there's always people that are there overnight. Oh yeah. There's always at least a handful of people overnight. Why is there not one restaurant or convenience right? store that's twenty four hours? That's open. Yeah. You can't afford one. Couldn't get a snack. Couldn't get nothing to tide me over. It was great. You must have been hangry. I was so hungry. Carl's Jr. opened up at 6 a.m. And I... You said, I'm I like, <laughs> this plane ain't leaving without me. I'm going to stand right here and get myself a... I don't remember what I got. Yeah, it was like yeah. a biscuit sandwich. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was awful. My neck hurt for like a week after that. Just uh, bad. Yeah. Not a fun flight. Mm, not fun. Staying overnight in the airport, not fun. Wouldn't do it again. But yeah, just, yeah, airline let us down all the way, both ways. So we never fly that airline anymore. Mm. What was it? it what, what does it rhyme with? It rhymes with Helta. <laughs> huh. I wonder what, what airline that was. Uh, I don't even remember if that was really the airline or not. I know it wasn't Southwest, which is what we tend to use now. Because they're yeah. nice, they're nice to fat people. We've Aww. discussed this several times. Yes, we have. I've gotten free upgrade. Well, basically just a second seat for free because I'm fat. Hey, you know what? Good on you. Good on me. There's got to be some benefits, right? Yeah. You only get so many. Like the one benefit of being a felon, you ain't got to do jury duty ever the rest of your life. You can laugh in everybody else's face that has to go do jury duty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, hey, we had a poll. I know we're running a little late in this segment. We had a poll yesterday. We forgot to read the results. And we had a discussion early on in the show. Uh, if if 
just a married couple could be called a family or if they would just be called a couple if if the term family was reserved for those with those with children yeah um and webster's dictionary was it was Mm -hmm. yeah seemed to agree with agree that yes you had to to have children children. you didn't have to have two adults it could be one adult a single parent and that would still be considered a family but if it's just a married couple that not considered a family but uh we put it up on twitter to see what y'all think and uh we got 157 votes and <clears throat> 23 of you responded no you need kids to be called a family 23 percent of you sorry said no you need the kids 77 percent said yes you are now related you are a family so you go the people twitter the people are with you you're the you're the people's champion i am the people's champion. but uh even if y'all are all technically wrong <laughs> well whatever they um, hear my argument on tuesday they are a family it's hip hop hump day y'all we got some more of that hip hop and rap coming your way uh, from yesterday and today when we get back at the top of the hour with more back row morning show ham girl show it's hour two in the studio with hillary berkey sitting in for mo this week late country legend johnny cash's last number one song was one piece at a time 1976 novelty track about a kentucky-born gm worker who quickly realized that he could never afford the cadillacs that he spent his days assembling instead the song's narrator spent more than 25 years stealing a car piece by piece clocking out with his lunchbox full of shocks and gears or carrying an entire fuel pump out the door i got it one piece at a time he sang in the chorus and it wouldn't cost me a dime in a decidedly less romantic (laughs) real world crime an ohio grocery store employee is facing theft charges for allegedly stealing nine thousand two hundred dollars worth of deli meat but much like cash's auto worker she didn't steal all that ham at once she did it three four five pieces at a time According to the Canton Repository, the unnamed woman had worked at the deli counter at the Giant Eagle in Bolivar, uh, where did we say this was? Bolivar, Ohio, for the past eight years. During her time there, the woman reportedly helped herself to up to five slices of ham every day, occasionally switching it up with a few slices of salami. Amen. The store's loss prevention manager reported the theft after receiving a tip about the unauthorized ham scarfing, and she admitted her crime to deputies from the Tuscarawas, Tuscarawas County Sheriff's Department on Friday. Someone at Giant Eagle apparently did the math on the woman's daily snacks, determining that she downed more than $9,000 worth of deli meat. That's just crazy. Man, that must have been some good deli meat. That must be for some you to good be like, I'm not going to pay for this because I mean, what is it like, three ounces? But still, 
I mean, like, I worked at Wienerschnitzel, and, you know, people would, order, in trouble, people would order mini corn dogs, whatever, and those come six to a pack, and it was common practice for people who were working the fryer just to throw an extra one or two in there and eat those. Yeah. Technically, I was stealing from the company. I don't know how many mini corn dogs I ate, but mm. I'm sure it was double digits price-wise, at least. Oh, yeah. Um, well. Yeah. I mean, I just... I've never stolen anything except for my husband's heart and last name. You uh, stole it? Yeah. But see, I'm like, did this lady... I don't think she did it maliciously. No, it was no, no. Like, Did this... I mean, like, I'm thinking, did this lady, like, plan her lunch that way? Like, she brought bread and whatever, and just uh, like, I'm going to have my sandwich, here's my five slices. Or was she, like, you know, slicing ham on a daily basis and... Just every now and then, nonchalantly picked up. Here's a piece that was too much for that one person's pound, and well, it's gonna go to waste, so I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, I, I mean, I. So that recovery program I told you I worked for. Yeah. We we would provide food for the clients because they were there for, I think it was four hours, three or four hours a night on wow. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, or what? Anyway, multiple days, multiple days. And so we would provide food and um, we were told as employees, like whatever's in the fridge, if it's open, you can have a little bit. That's fine. But one of our clinicians, one of the counselors would go in and open the pack and that would be her lunch. Like she, human she, vacuum. <laughs> she pretty much just was like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. And there were no cameras in the kitchen, so we really couldn't prove it. Right. But it's like, well, who opened this? Well, it was closed when I went in there. And her office, the way everything was set up, you couldn't see if she walked out of her office into the kitchen and walked right back out. Mm. So, like, you could see if I went in there because I had to walk out, walk down the main hall and into the kitchen. Right. Um, And so I would be seen by several people and I'd walk back with my bowl of chips or whatever. Um, But... So it was like, this woman, obvious that it was this person, but there was no hard evidence that y'all could prove. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, but then one day she just stopped coming to work. <laughs> she got her money's worth. I guess. I guess. All right, it's time for five random facts with Hillary. You can call me like uh, I don't know. Call me Hillary. I can't. Yeah, I can't call you. you can call me Berkey. <laughs> can I call you Mo with an H? That's not gonna work. No, I was gonna say Berkey. You do Berkey. You call me Bo. Gross. Bo. No. Well, Mo is uh, Megan. Mo and is M O with her initials, so you'd yeah. be Hub. Or we could put your middle name, Corinne, so it'd be Hiccup. <laughs> hiccup. Five random facts with Hiccup. <laughs> All right. That white fur polar bears seem to sport is actually two layers of clear fur that appear white to the human eye. Weird. Underneath that coat, their skin is actually black. What? I knew this. I knew this. I didn't know it was two layers of fur, but I knew that their clear skin. Clear fur? I knew that their skin was black. Ah, that's so strange. And it is strange. All right. Stubbs, an orange <laughs> cat, was the mayor of Takin... Talkeetna. Talkeetna. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Alaska. For 20 years, Stubbs served until his death in 2017. <laughs> if you ask me, the only good cat is a dead cat. You don't like cats either? You no. like birds? You don't like cats? I'm allergic to cats. Oh. Anyway. Well, that's not their fault. <laughs> 
No, it's not, but I don't care. <laughs> James May created a two-story house made entirely of Legos in the Den... Denby's? Denby's. Denby's Wine Estate in Surrey, Great Britain. It took 3.2 million tiny pieces, tiny plastic pieces, bricks. tiny plastic bricks. <laughs> Read the words build. on the paper. I that can't. <laughs> Two-story house made entirely out of Legos. Yeah, I believe the 3.2 million number. I, you know what? I would even say if it were a bigger number, I'd believe that too. Because, I mean, if it's an entire... And it would have house. to be, like, all the stuff would have to be thick enough to be supportable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's a batch of beef stew in Bangkok, in a Bangkok food joint that has been simply topped up <laughs> for 40 years. Any bowl you order could have bits in it that are decades old. <laughs> Which means it's constantly cooking, too. So there's no, like, bacteria forming or anything. No, but that's disgusting. <laughs> that's, that's, this is why I don't eat, like, Wendy's chili. Because you never know how long it's been Because I don't there. know how long it's been there. You can feel safe with Wiener Schnitzel chili. Because I know for a fact that they can only make it for, like, three days in advance. That's still. Yeah. All no, right. They like, they, like, make it and they, they put it in the fridge. And throughout the day, they put it in a warmer and anyway it's nice last and certainly not least it costs less than one dollar a year to keep your smartphone charged up how do they figure that out i'm assuming it's how much electricity it would use to charge it times the average amount of times a phone is charged throughout a year it's probably each day yeah by the way if you have a smartphone these days which everyone does and you're still like burning that battery all the way to the end before you charge it because you want your battery to last longer it's it's 2018 y'all that's not a thing anymore in fact your battery will operate better if you constantly charge it little by little throughout the day really yep i didn't know that so uh get woke y'all with your whatever uh, <laughs> we're gonna play a game it's wednesday and on wednesdays we like to play games. Oh, we do? And we're going to play a game called Bible or Not. Oh, crud. <laughs> uh, this is an app on your phone where they give you a quote that could be from the Bible, could be from another holy text, could be from a quote from Confucius or Gandhi or something like that, or it could be a quote from 50 Cent or Snoop Dogg. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, let's, we'll uh, we're going to go. I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give you seven. Then you're gonna give me seven. Let's see who can get the most. So I've got. Do I gotta like Google it? Huh? Do I, am I googling it? No, I'm gonna give you the thing. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do seven. I'm in just a row. making sure, Matthew. I want to make sure I do this correctly. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you should be sorry. I'm not really that. You're sorry. the worst. Here we go. Bible or not, number one. Let every action aim solely at the common good. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That's Marcus. Arudius. Hmm. Next, interwoven is the love of liberty with every ligament of the heart. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That's George Washington. Hmm. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need, and when the sun became hot, it melted. Bible or not? What? 
<laughs> Read that one more time. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need, and when the sun became hot, it melted, Bible or not. Bible? Correct. It's talking about the manna fell from the sky. Uh, Exodus sixteen twenty one. All right, then. Good job so far. Thanks. Three right. All right. Wise men talk because they have something to say. Fools because they have something to say. Oh, they have to say something. <laughs> Everyone talks. Wise men talking <laughs> words. <laughs> Wise men talk because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. Bible or not. That sounds like a proverb. I'm going to say Bible. Yeah. Wrong. It's oh. Plato. Plato. Not Plato. <laughs> Plato. <laughs> Do not seek to follow in the footsteps of the wise. Seek what they sought. Bible or not. Ooh. That also sounds like a proverb. It does. I'm going to say Bible. Wrong. Fruits. Matsuo Basho, Japanese poet. Well, he sounds like he could have written part of the Bible. So. <laughs> o king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. Bible or not? Bible! Correct. Daniel 5.10. All right, one more. Blessed are those who can give without remembering and take without forgetting. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That's Princess Elizabeth Bibesco, an English writer. So you got five right and two wrong. Hey, hey, hey. That's not bad. It's going to be hard for me to beat. Well, you probably will. Let's back okay. out and open it back up. Just start the count over again. Push oh. that. Uh, reach across the table. All right. Uh, there All right. So am I just hitting the Bible you or not? push the Bible or not. Play. It should give you the first one. Okay. Honesty is the first chapter in a book of wisdom. Bible or not? <laughs> not. Oh, do you know this one? Correct. Thomas Jefferson. Tommy Jeff. That's what I like to call him. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Bible or not? That's Bible. All day. Correct. Matthew 5, 45. All day. Some raised by sin and some fall. Some... (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Edgesket. Some rise by sin and some... By virtue, fall. Some rise by sin and some by virtue fall. Yes. Not Bible. Correct. William Shakespeare in Measure for Measure. Bill, you smoking something. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Bible or not? Bible. Correct. Revelation Guessing the book of Revelation, maybe. Maybe might be the book of Revelation. No amount of ability is the slightest avail without honor. Ooh. You want me to read it again? Yeah. No amount of availability is of the slightest avail without honor. Not Bible. Correct. Andrew Carnegie, American philanthropist. Philanthropist. Philanderer. Philanthropist. Yes. Gracious. One who never asks either knows everything or nothing. Not Bible. Correct. Malcolm Forbes, you win. You want to do the last one anyway? 
Oh, was that six? Yeah, that was six. Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. Let's see if I can do a clean sweep. No argument will ever give courage to the coward. Mm. That sounds like it could be a proverb, but I don't think it's Bible. Not? Not. Correct. Aesop's fables. Aesop. The fawn and his mother. Aesop. Thanks, Aesop. For them fables. Reach across the table again for my phone. All right. That's the best I've ever done at that game. I don't think I've ever gotten them all right. I'm so proud of you. You're just the perennial loser. I am. <laughs> it's Hip Hop Hump Day, y'all. We're playing more of the hip hop, obviously, because that's the name of, of the, the day. Uh, we got music coming for you. When we come back, once you pop, you will be stopped. Stick around. show got some news for you once you pop you can't stop unless you've been arrested and accused of property damage on friday 24 year old 24 year old kathleen mcdonough appeared in court in cork ireland facing a charge of criminal damage after she was accused of popping a package of pringles at a tesco supermarket in the city the alleged incident happened almost two years ago according to the irish examiner mcdonough was has denied opening the chips which had a retail price of, you know, a dollar ninety-five here in America. Right. The official charge against her is gloriously overwrought. McDonough did without lawful excuse damage property, to wit, a foil lid on the box of Pringles partially removed value at one fifty of whatever pound. monetary unit. Is that pound? Pound. Not resaleable. Belonging to Tesco shop of Mahone Point, intending to damage such property or being reckless as to whether such property would be damaged, contrary to Section 2.1 of the Criminal Damage Act of 1991. Oy <laughs> That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Although McDonough and her at- attorney were both in court, two Tesco staff members, the ones who saw her peel open the foil lid, didn't make it. The examiner reports that her case was postponed until November 27th when she and her attorney will have to appear in front of a judge again, as will the police inspector who was presumably testifying against her. This seems just like a fantastic use of money. (laughs) If the two witnesses don't show up for the second court day, the judge ruled that the case against McDonough will be dismissed. All of this over less than two bucks worth of chips. They're taking her to court? I mean, how much is this costing them? I can't. I can't do. even count the amount of times where I opened a soda or a bottle of water or some chips at like Walmart yeah. and still paid for them. I was just like, I'm really you hungry. Can, you can open a thing of Pringles by accident. For real. I Actually, mean, well, yeah, probably really. not. But. but still, $2? $2 Like all those legal fees, all that right. for... Which I would assume if... Pringles the, are good. They ain't that good. If Tesco wins, that McDonough would have to pay for their legal fees because that's Probably. typically how these goes. This is so dumb. Why not just? And you can't even say like it's the principle of the thing because it's not like she opened it, grabbed a handful, and then went and put it back. 
Right. It sounds to me like she was going to buy them. She just opened them because she wanted a few before she bought them. But even if she wasn't, this is nowhere near like grand larceny no. status. The $2 count, write it as loss in your thing. You, yeah. you build this in. You have insurance. You yeah. have all kinds of stuff. $2 worth of chips is not worth making this big of a fuss over Tesco. I mean, we we threw out, I worked at a movie theater and we threw out tons of food. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it was, it sat past its, you know, time or whatever. And yeah. that's fine. And it, and they, the, our bosses even went so far as like, you can't, you can't eat it. Even if it's like. Sitting back there, like, we're going to throw it out. We have to throw it out. Like, they were okay with taking the loss. Yeah. And it's so, it it's it's strange to me that this gas station or whatever is like, no. Oh, supermarket. Supermarket. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Now, if she was like a cereal uh, chip popper, <laughs> where they've been catching her time after time. It's like kleptomania, but she just keeps taking the just lids wants off the chips. Of- she just takes them off, just takes the top chip and puts it back. <laughs> Did it to every can that day. There's <laughs> nothing worse than stale chips. Actually, there are, but... Yeah. You always got to get the can with where the foil is kind of puffing up. Because yeah. so I got one where the foil was not puffing up, but it was still, like, intact. Yeah. But they were stale. Stale as heck. I was so sad. I mean, Pringles aren't that great to begin with, so if you get a stale Pringle, it's just it's yeah, garbage. Pretty awful, hot garbage. Hot garbage. It's Hip Hop Hump Day. We're playing more of the rap and hip hop that you love. Maybe even a little reggae in there. Who knows? Uh, we'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show. When we come back, tweet, tweet. Stick around. third hour of our wednesday show here on the back row radio and uh mo is not here today of course we got hillary in the studio whoop, whoop. all week long yep uh i'm Seems sure to be you people sure y'all have <laughs> enjoyed it so much please just keep listening next week i think mo will be back then don't don't give up no. First of all. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for a goofy twitter account called back row baptist back row radio would never exist so every now and then we pay homage to that greatest of all time wasters Twitter by sharing some of our favorite tweets from anonymous church humor accounts. Here we go from at the GH is silent. You say carbs are evil. Me. My God is literally bread. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At failing pastor tweets. One difference between Christians and non-Christians is that Christians will tell you they love you after being a jerk to you. Hmm. That's so true. Hmm. Hmm. Hot fire right there. I'm not making any reference to you. Liar. <laughs> Gosh, the worst At Backrow Baptist, 
Uh, Eve says, Adam, where have you been? And why does your chest look all caved in? Who are all these women? I don't get it. Ribs. Oh. Chest chest caved in. Got it. Got a whole bunch of new ladies. Yeah, but God wouldn't have done that to Eve. You can't find logic in a joke, Hillary. God is faithful. He would not do that. Anyway. This is why you're the worst. I am. At S. Seminarian. Seminarian. That's weird. Um, Most Baptists believe in the pre-trib rapture. Do what? Most Baptists that believe. Oh, most Baptists that believe in pre-trib rapture do so because they want to be, they want to race to be the first in line at the Golden Corral in the sky. <laughs> we all know it's going to be a furs buffet, not a Golden Corral. Come on. That's true. Furs buffet is much better. At Christian Hipster, says Seventh-day Adventist would be much more effective at evangelism if they just said, hey, at our church, you can eat Chick-fil-A on the Sabbath. What? That is so true. Let's all become Seventh-day Adventists. After we get a Chick-fil-A here in Clovis, New Mexico. Gosh, please, Chick-fil-A. Stop going to Canada. No one needs you in Canada. We need you in New Mexico. We do. All right. All right. Um, at Church Curmudgeon, mm-hmm. I believe the Bible is inherent. Inerrant. Inerrant. I don't inherent. I don't know how to read. <laughs> I told you. Without error. <laughs> Ah, oh, that, yeah, that makes more sense, context-wise. I believe the Bible is inerrant, but I have suspicions that the part about praising God with loud symbols and dancing was added later by our worship leader. <laughs> uh, John likes it when people bring tambourines. Loves it so just much. In the, just in the crowd, just in the congregation, just to add Everyone to the Everyone come to Highland and bring <laughs> your tambourine. All right, at Bro Testaments says we related to the first two people who ever existed and if you don't think that's the tightest junk ever then get out of my face <laughs> we are so related <laughs> at first jimothy solid name i like that name yeah, jimothy blessed are those who can laugh at themselves for they shall never cease to be amused oh and at worship wifey says honey have you seen my g-string has a very different meaning if you were married to a guitar-playing worship pastor. <laughs> and those so are the true. tweets. Those are the tweets, y'all. Them's the tweets. Check and them all out. The deets. The deets of the tweets. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you go to at Baptist on Twitter and look at his lists, you'll find BRB's funny church anons list, uh, where you'll find all of these characters, I think. Uh, so go check them out. Follow Fingers them yourself. Uh, laugh. <laughs> Throughout the week. Uh, we got some news. Oh, no. Four out of five primetime family comedies on television, quote unquote family comedies, include explicit sexual, explicit, sexual. Sexual. Explicit sexual dialogue used in front of children, according to a new Parents Television Council study that calls it a disturbing new trend. A total of 81%, 81 81.5% of the so-called family comedies included situations where adults or even the children themselves make explicit references to sex in front of teenage and even child characters. Just as concerning, many of the comedies were rated TVPG. And some did not contain the D descriptor designating sexual dialogue, according to the study. 
PTC president Tim Winter said, Our study reveals a fundamental problem with the way TV shows are rated. Each TV network assigns its own ratings, and oversight of the system is then handed to a group of the very same network executives who routinely rate programs inaccurately. Mm. So this is totally true. Yeah. Uh, oh, I we don't even have cable and watch these shows, but right. I bet it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's relentless. There are a lot of shows that that's all it's about. Oh, yeah. And it kind of started with Seinfeld. Like, that was kind of the turning point. I didn't point. watch Seinfeld. Well, Seinfeld, I would say 70% of the episodes. They're about George wanting to sleep with somebody. Or Jerry, mostly oh, Jerry. Jerry. But it's usually, yeah, usually about getting to sex somehow, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but before Seinfeld kind of took over and that became the new norm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you had stuff like Family Matters and oh, Full House and that. Sister, Sister and Sabrina the Teenage Witch and all those other things. Which were great. Back then. Great shows. All great. Even Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, they did some innuendo they did, every now and then. But it was still a solid it was, family yeah, show. Yeah, and it was very subtle and it was, it was along the same lines of, you know, the producer's putting in a joke for the parents that the kid wouldn't understand, Mm -hmm. which they do, you know, they did that in cars. Oh yeah. They did that in all kinds. They do that in all kinds of movies. Um, so to, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone from let's not be subtle and witty about it. And let's just be blatant and make all our jokes, make you slightly uncomfortable. It is really sad. And it's sad because we, we complain that kids are being, they're growing up too fast and and yeah. they're being they're talking like adults and it's like well what are you putting in front of them mm-hmm. if if you want to protect their innocence protect their innocence mm-hmm. don't don't put tv shows called um the secret life of the american teenager on tv and wonder why kids are getting pregnant at 15 16 when that's what they're seeing on tv and you're you're letting your kids watch this it's like yeah stuff like that almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy it's mm-hmm. like shows come out saying this is what teenage life is like and so teenagers who see it say this is what teenage life is like so i've got to go that out trend and, going exactly and it's yeah. like i keep telling like well i don't i tell co-workers and things like we wonder why kids are not coming to school and they're um they're talking back and they're they're acting awful it's because their parents didn't squash and not allow that behavior when mm-hmm. they were younger mm-hmm. so if they get away with it when they're five they're going to think they can get away with it at 15 because yeah. nobody's ever held them accountable right and uh with the tv show stuff um a lot of it is on us as adults and parents for just not noticing because it, it, it is subtle and we do get accustomed to it to where we don't really pay attention. Um, Mo, Mo brought this up in one episode, I believe, uh, when we we're still doing the podcast version, where she said that her and Chris were watching Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. And the kids were up or whatever. And Mila, their youngest daughter, came out and repeated a phrase right from the show that they had just watched. And they went, where did you hear that? Yeah. And, you know, they didn't even realize they had just heard that themselves on the show. And she heard it goes, they just said it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, they, they had to curtail what they watch now. But mm-hmm. Parks and Recreation, that's a, or that was a prime time, you know, what's supposed to be family gathered around the television time show. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't do that anymore with any of these. Yeah. So. It's, and it's really hard, um, you know, because. As as we as people grow older and and we go we 
move on in you know from year to year mm -hmm. things just become more socially acceptable yeah things like um i'm not bashing on the show but like modern family yeah. my in-laws love that show but in the 90s that show would not have taken off because of because of how controversial it would have been right but now because of the way laws are changing and and people are becoming more like no this is okay for whatever reason now it's okay mm -hmm. um and so you know you look back and family matters phenomenal show i actually watched it with um the oaks kids this summer and they loved it but there were a few episodes um one in particular when they were talking about you know oh you're still a virgin you know all this stuff where i i felt it was best for me to change the channel because i sure. didn't i didn't want Mila to be what's virginity sure that's not something i can answer but yeah but, that's, but still even then it wasn't vulgar it no, wasn't out of vulgarness they would tackle specifically they did and they those, did a great those, job yeah and they did phenomenal mm -hmm. now i understand why you wouldn't want to be the one to no. be like okay i'm the one that's going to have you watch this difficult episode yeah. but but yeah it was so much different yeah back then to today Episodes about that are about the parents having to accept that the child is going to make that decision whenever they want and just have no say in it. That's mm -hmm. always what the lesson is, yeah. is you just need to back out of it and let them have sex when they want to have sex. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is not true at all. <laughs> I told, I mean, <sighs> kids, we need to allow kids to be kids. And I think maybe the generation that I'm in, not I don't like being called a millennial, but whatever. People but that are... One. People that are around 20, let's say 26 to 32 right now, mm -hmm. starting families, meh, raising kids, having kids, things like that. I think we're, we're at that mindset now of, well, we get that the world says this is acceptable, but what does God say is acceptable? Mm -hmm. And so we've got that mentality of this is not okay. And we're going to make sure our kids know that this is not okay mm -hmm. and this is what god wants and when you're 18 21 22 and you're out of the house you'll have to answer to god for your own decisions but until that point you're my responsibility right and i like that unfortunately it's going to take us 10 years before these kids you know right now mm -hmm. are in high school or are grown up and, and able to see a change and i i'm hopeful that we will see a change yeah but who knows? Who knows? But it does start with TV because you put TV on for everything. Yeah. You know, kids sick, you put on a show so they can fall asleep. To well, it. it's everywhere now. It's mm -hmm. your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your everything. Television is everything now. Yeah. So that's where we're at, folks. Scary. Let's be better, huh? Amen. It's Hip Hop Pump Day. We got some more Christian rap or hip hop from uh, yesterday and today for you coming your way. When we come back, we're going to end out our hour. Uh, by talking about some peace, bruh. Stick around. show we are about to round out the show for the day 
First, we got a little bit of news. What happens when the world accomplishes a billion acts of peace in 10 days? Ooh, that would be cool. We're going to find out. Ooh, cool. Thanks to a global experiment called hashtag do it for peace uh, on this Friday, September 21st, which is the International Day of Peace. Two global nonprofits, Kids for Peace and Peace One Day, will launch hashtag do it for peace, a worldwide campaign to ignite one billion people to take action for peace. Do it for peace will begin... Uh, Lighting up the world on Peace Day with 1,000 igniters, quote unquote, uh, complete. Uh, they will complete their act of peace on that day, share it on social media, and then invite five of their friends to do the same. By using simple math, by the end of 10 days, we should have 1.2 billion people, over 10% of the world's population, taking a stand for peace in some way. That is really cool. And one of the things I want to, yeah, one of the things I want to say about this is as Christians, when we hear about stuff like this, sometimes we tend to get skeptical or critical oh, or yeah. even political about this kind of stuff. Uh, but peace is one of the fruits of the spirit, guys. So mm -hmm. we would recommend that you be a part of the event. You know, some people are going to do something for peace that you don't agree with. It's going to be something, you know, about social justice or whatever that you might have a problem with uh, for now. But. When it comes to you, take part of it. We're, we're, we're not of the world, but we should be in it. This is something that we should be a part of and use it to showcase the love of God through your active peace. Uh, but don't just poo-poo on this because it's not, you know, 100% a Christian thing or that other people are going to use it for their own agenda. Use it to push God. Use it to push love. Let people see the love of God through what you do. Exactly. Yeah. I think if you... Take this, and maybe it's not something you're in the habit of doing, you know, doing something for the sake of peace. Mm -hmm. But you you use this day as a start day, and you continue to do that. People will see a change in you, mm -hmm. and that opens up a conversation for Christ. Absolutely. Well, why why all of a sudden have you started? You know, being you, you answer the phone nicer. You when the copy machine gets messed up, you don't overreact anymore. What what is going on? You changed. What happened? And that opens up a conversation for, you know what, I just allow God to give me peace every day, and I want to spread that as much as I possibly can. Absolutely. And, that, and then that way people are seeing a change in you. Hopefully it'll, it'll spark a change in them. You'll plant a seed, and we'll grow, grow the, the kingdom of God that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, let's round out the day. Bible verse for the day and thought for the day. Uh, Bible verses, Ephesians 4, 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. All right. Our thought for the day is from Chris Tomlin. God knows our tendency to fear. That is why his word is full of reasons not to fear. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over at backrowradio.com. Come on, mom. It's your line after Back that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> First of all, this is completely unscripted, Matthew. Who knows what's coming out of my mouth? But next, I want to remember, remind you that September is National Recovery Month, and we are giving away a prize pack of awesomeness 
on September 27th to one random follower who shares our giveaway post on Facebook or retweets our giveaway tweet on Twitter. It's also on Instagram. You can find it on our account at Backrow Radio. Share that post and tag us so we'll know to count your vote. Uh, just in case you didn't hear uh, when we have initially announced it or you haven't seen the photo yet, that prize pack includes a album from Sunship as well as a tote bag from them, a Celebrate Recovery Bible, and a signed copy of our our book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, The Best of Back Row Baptist, and a few Back Row Radio stickers too. whole bunch of awesome swag. So please uh, be a part of it. Join us. Hillary, what's the final word? I think there's someone coming up the stairs. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.